Hello, everyone. So I stayed, I watched eight episodes in a row of Love is Blind season two. Um, and that took me up until like 2 a.m., which is very late for my grandma ass. And then I watched the following, or I watched episode nine and episode 10 the following day, which was the other day. I have a lot to say. Because if you watch this show, you will have a lot to say about it. Um, season one was a huge success. The couples fit. They made sense. They seemed so made for each other. Lauren and Cameron and Amber and Barnett. And then we got season two. So Love is Blind was just this worldwide phenomenon. There's now Love is Blind Brazil, which I've I watched half of half the episodes months ago. Apparently there's a love is blind Japan. Um, and so we had our expectations were through the roof for, for season two, because we saw what can happen out of these pods. And I don't know what is going on on Netflix's end. So how did y'all go from casting people who made sense and who vibed and had ev- and who were just aligned, right? Who were aligned um, personality-wise, socioeconomic-wise, um, lifestyle-wise, whether they wanted to party, not party, drink, not drink, whatever. How were y'all able to get people who were aligned in season one and then get people who shouldn't even be dating in season two. How did you get it so wrong? I was in shock. So I basically, I, I tuned into love is blind season two could not wait. was like late to the party. I just watched it this week. I was late to the party. Could not wait to get into it. I started watching it. I didn't see a single couple I was into. I didn't see a single couple I liked. The only pairing that made the most sense was Shayna and Shane. We all saw how that didn't pan out. And it's like, guess what? Why the hell? It's like when you see how Shayna and Shane both like to party, both like to have fun. They want to have sex every day, all day. I wanted the producers to just step in and say, guess what, Shane? You need to pick Shayna because she's gorgeous. You're going to vibe with her. Y'all are going to have a lot of fun. And But in reality, Shayna and Shane, it would just be a very lust-filled sexual relationship that would just blow up. Like those two people together long-term, it's not going to necessarily happen mostly because I don't believe that Shane is boy or sorry, is boyfriend or husband material. And I think um, Shayna, she kind of just likes to be a bit aggressive with um, just kind of how she interacts with guys and how she talks and she leads with her sexuality. And I just think that she needs to like tone down the way she presents herself because in the pod, she sexualized herself to death. And that was not the right approach. You know, Natalie did the polar opposite and she got the ring. So um, hopefully Shayna could watch 
how she presented herself on the series and how she held back from saying like how she really feels and how she wants to be with Shane. Hopefully she could watch the show and say, you know what? I don't want to present myself in that way. I don't want to hold back and be so guarded. She could learn a lot of things, but love is blind season two. I was so furious that Shayna is Jessica from season one and Kyle is Mark from season one. Um, I was livid. I wrote a tweet in all caps because I was so incredibly upset about it. I don't know how they managed to find a another Jessica and Mark for season two. Well, don't do this to us. Fuck y'all casting directors for doing this shit to us. It's like, how about this? How about this for Love is Blind from this point forward? How about you have all attractive people or all unattractive people or all hot or sorry, or all tall women with all tall men? How about you stop taking a model and pairing her with someone whose ears are the size of my arms. How about y'all do that? And then they had these um, plus size girls on there. That's great. But why don't you have plus size men on there? It was like very uneven. The casting was so uneven and it was so infuriating for me to see another Jessica and Mark situation because with Jessica and Mark and with Shayna and Kyle, it's not fair to any one of those people that the people who cast people on these shows, they're in some ways setting people up to fail and wasting people's time for our entertainment. We don't need it. We just don't. So I watched Love is Blind 2. By the third episode, I was completely all out. I didn't. There wasn't a single couple that I liked. And I said, I'm just going to watch episode 10 to see who gets married. But the show, the couples are so, so bad. They're the worst couples. It's I've never had a collection of couples that I've seen on a reality show where everybody was trashed together. So I, I said, you know what? I have to watch this train wreck. Like I was looking forward to just skipping to episode 10. But I was like, no, this is... This is so bad that I I want to see. I want to see what happens. And I feel like I'm going to miss too many, too many things if I just skip to episode 10. So in this um, pod or episode of the P-Valley podcast, I'm going to just be talking about every couple. I'm that is what this review is going to be. I'm going to discuss I'm going to give my two thoughts on every couple. That is it. I'm not going to walk y'all through, as I already let you know, like quite a few times, I'm not walking y'all through what happened. I'm just letting you know my thoughts on these couples. So couple number one, and I'm going in chronological order of the finale. Couple number one is Danielle and Nick. Um, I am horrified terrified and disturbed by anyone who has Danielle's back by anyone who says Danielle is not so bad okay well you're telling me everything I need to know about you because Danielle is so frightening just to from like behind my screen (laughs) 
watching Danielle, um, I feel that a lot of men, basically, I don't like that Danielle represents what a lot of men think that a lot of women are or, or how they like to describe women as always needling, always nagging, always blowing up, always super suspicious and jealous and fighting and they can't make them happy. She embodies the worst of every man's, every straight man's fear. And she embodies what every woman hopes that she is not. We get all of it in just one person and one person who is beautiful. I think Danielle is beautiful. She doesn't think so. And, um, she is someone who is not suitable for a relationship with anyone. She just isn't. And so she should not be on a show to find a husband when she's not even ready to be a girlfriend. She's a disaster, a complete disaster. And then we have Nick. And I was fascinated. I was like, how is it that Danielle is able to create a fight out of every conversation that was fascinating to me and that's part of why i watched all the episodes because i was like how is it possible to just ruin everything every day that is a talent danielle has a lot of talent and then we get nick and some people are saying nick is you know he's not so great he gets angry easily who wouldn't get upset easily when their fiance finds a way to ruin every single moment who wouldn't who wouldn't get upset so i was on nick's side they're just not a good pairing because nick is ocd he's anal and he's with a bitch whose friends break furniture by um dancing on the table he's with a girl who's very immature and he's just there super super serious uptight stick up his ass they're not a good pairing and I just think it's so fascinating when you see two grown adults who meet and just keep saying, this is my best friend. This is my best friend. This is my best friend. I want this to work, blah, blah, blah. And nobody should be that desperate. Nobody. Because Nick ain't happy. Danielle ain't happy. Y'all are just in love with the idea of being off the dating scene and being with someone and settling down. And that want and that desire to be a husband or to be a wife, it should never surpass um, never, it should never supersede your desire to be happy because with Nick and Danielle, they can't have both. They can't have the marriage and be happy. They have, to, it's either or with them because they're a joke, a complete joke as a couple. And so people need to stop acting like being in this, like legally binding union is going to bring you happiness when you're not happy with the person that you're with. It was insane. I just, but thank you. Thank you, Danielle, for being um, completely off the handle at all times. I was entertained. I really didn't know where you were going with any conversation because I knew you were going to take it to a bad place. And I was fascinated to see how you were going to do that. So um, five stars like your reality TV gold and please somebody give them a show. Okay. <laughs> like I wouldn't mind if they got their own show, the Daniel Nick show, because I'd, I'd tune in at least a few episodes. Cause I, I, I don't understand how there are couples like this or people like this on this planet who just are so skilled at ruining everything. It's, it's 
beyond me. Next, we got Deep D and Shake. Deeps. I'm going to call her Deeps because that's easier, um, which is what Shake calls her, which his name is what, Abishak or something? Um, anyway, somebody else said it, and so this is not my original thoughts, but somebody kept saying that Shake has a dad bod and Shake has a head full of gray hair. I co-signed that. Shake, um... I guess maybe because Shake is successful and is trying to have his own like um, vet veterinary hospital or whatever soon, I guess maybe that makes him think that he's superior to other people. But the problem with Shake is he has a raging inferiority complex and he only wants girls who are blonde and looks, I'm assuming, stereotypically hot. And if to validate himself because he doesn't look he's not the hottest doesn't look very tall and i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't you know if he has a little dick because i get like extreme little dick energy from shake and so he wants to level up like in his mind and how he thinks others will view him by just being with a bad bitch uh, a blonde potentially bad bitch or whatever and if that's really truly what he wants, he should have never stepped outside of his comfort zone and um, met Deeps. And he met Deeps and he was so into Deeps when he met her at the reveal. And I think he was just happy to be like, oh my God, this is an actual Indian woman, something that he like has never dated before. And I think he should have just um, realized though that he don't want to, he doesn't want Indian bitch. And if he wants an Indian bitch, like she needs to be at whatever standard of um, level of beauty that he deems worthy for him. So I am very, very upset with the editors and producers of this, or I guess the editors, whoever is responsible for this shit. Fuck y'all for showing us multiple times and um at least what at least once or twice an episode y'all showing us shake say that he is not physically attracted to deeps now the problem with this is that every woman wants to think that her partner or not her partner, sorry. Every woman wants to think that the people that they're interested, they're interested in find them attractive. So what y'all did, what y'all messy editors did is you put a woman in a position on a series that is broadcast across 80 countries and you put her in a position where her self-esteem should be gone and nowhere like extinct at this point because you have her with someone who keeps saying that they are not attracted to her. That is so embarrassing and so hurtful and demeaning. And that's why y'all put it on the show. Fuck y'all for that. I watch this and I'm hurting and I'm in pain as I'm watching this. And But he's not, Shake ain't talking about me. He ain't never met me. He's not talking about me. Can you imagine 
being deeps and seeing this it i am so sad for what she has been through and and the thing is because shay kept saying she you know she's not uh i'm not attracted to her i'm not attracted to her because he kept planting that seed every single time deeps was on the screen i would look at her i'd be like is she hot is she pretty do i think she's pretty do i think she's cute because that's all he spoke about it's like you it was such a distraction it's like she has a very big personality and she is a sweet girl you ain't attracted to her stop talking about your fucking connection and leave it alone because you kind of sort of have to fuck her especially if you want kids you kind of sort of have to fuck her at some point and you don't want to fuck her so leave her alone there's nothing to discuss with everybody else about how you have this connection and it's just possibly once in a lifetime guess what you had you had a friendship that was it if it was a true romantic connection you would also want to fuck her you'd want to fuck her brains out so you shake you're too grown to not understand how a relationship works so you've gone from bitches that were just it was lust um animalistic you guys fucked and then you have someone that you wouldn't even have sex with so you, you do understand that you have to have both, right? You do understand that you got to have the bond and the friendship and the sex. You can't, it can't be either or. Find someone where you have both or shut the fuck up because you can't be doing this to somebody else. Yeah, you're being, you're being, um, you're having these private conversations, but you're also having these private, private conversations while wearing a microphone and having a fucking camera in your face so you know this shit was gonna fucking air you know it was gonna get back to her and you still said this shit time and time and time and time again and it's like you really really didn't like her because you didn't even want to hit you didn't even want to smash so then what the fuck were you doing if you stayed on the show for the optics to look like oh my god you just found an indian bitch and you're like a success story from the show you didn't want her so you didn't have to go through all these motions for so long. And how dare you when she's saying all these happy things or great things about a, a gang married and having kids the whole time, the man like shake looks like he wants to jump from the, the tallest building, the nearest tall building. Like, fuck you shake. It's just, it's so fucked up. It's like, how much is a man unattracted to you for him not to fuck you? <laughs> For him to be like, let's be cuddle buddies in Mexico. Fuck you, shake. And how dare you put Nobu on the map like that? How dare you? You gave Nobu publicity in 80 fucking countries. And you didn't even cut a deal. Get a cut a get a check, cut no fucking deal with these motherfuckers. Nobu, please write um shake a goddamn check because he's so fucking stupid and corny and superficial like cut his dumb ass a check i've been to nobu long ago early days been to nobu okay that shit is expensive i enjoyed it it's expensive it's just a fucking restaurant that you don't got a name drop he said he ain't going back to work until Monday. Ain't nobody at the the fucking wedding going back to work until Monday. What the fuck? The way that Shake was so happy that Deeps walked out, it was so disgusting. He's so fucking two-faced. Fuck 
shake. And I, again, he has mad little dick energy. One of his exes, please come out the from the, from wherever you're hiding and let us know what a, what a piece of shit boyfriend this asshole is. And then Deeps, like, she really looks beautiful on her wedding day. Deeps, you looked fucking great. And I think that you're going to do just fine. I, I really think she's just she's going to do just fine in the relationship department. Because um, she's just great. And, and looks are not everything. It's like you either find her attractive or you don't. And if you don't find her attractive, why is that a problem that you're making everybody else's problem by being in their face nonstop about how you don't find her attractive? That's your problem. Somebody else will. Leave her be so somebody else could fucking be with her. And shout out to Deeps. I think that it cannot be overstated that what Deeps said about wanting somebody who wants her and choosing herself, it was such an important message because we don't we don't get that. The whole point and premise of these shows, the whole goal of these dating shows is to find your life partner and Deeps let the world know that's not everything. It's not good to find a life partner who's not on the same page with you, where so many other bitches are desperate. You see it on every fucking show. And they take whatever little crumbs come their way, whatever little guy comes their way, they're going to go ahead and go for it. And Deeps is like, nah, that's not what I'm about. You, he doesn't deserve me. We don't see women saying that enough. More women need to say that. Stop being so fucking desperate. They, these guys always know when you're desperate. And she sat there and said, he doesn't deserve me. And I did, I read the statement that her brother wrote about how the, her family has received all these great messages and they're thankful for their support and how um, Shake is a clown. And he said, her brother, Deep's brother said that, um, Shake said a hella comments about Deep's body on and off camera. So while I'm here sitting here slamming the editors, he said uh, he said a lot more that never aired. And what happened is Deep's co-stars um, they let her know what he said, and that's why she backed out. And it's just sad, you know. I just don't want anybody disrespecting me in that way. We none of us do. But look at what. Deeps has had to go through just for entertainment value. The editors could have cut that, but just for entertainment value, she was on a show where a man said she's unattractive like at least half a dozen times out. And I hope that she is okay. I hope that this is not damaging her self-esteem because she is now, what she said at the end was very iconic. Bitches. Don't be desperate. Choose yourself because you're not going to be happy. You're really not going to be happy with a piece of shit like Shake. Um, so thank you, Deeps, for shocking all of us. And thank you for your uplifting and empowering message. We don't see that on these dating shows. We see a lot of bawling by the bitches because they're so desperate and want to be with someone. But you were strong didn't shed a tear and you let us know that you are worth more and you reminded viewers that they are worth more. So thank you for that. Goodness. I'm at 24 minutes. Like what the hell? Like, God damn. I only talked about two couples yet. Okay. Moving right along. Natalie 
and Shane. Natalie is the Asian girl. Shane is the white guy. So Natalie is very beautiful. And Natalie presented herself as pretty Puritan, conservative. I was like, this is not going to work. I was like, is she even going to fuck at all? Because then when they were at the hotel, she just seemed like not into him mentioning sex. And I was like, um, nah, Shane needs a Shayna. Shane needs someone who will ride him into the sunset five times a day. But then um, Shane said that him and Natalie, they was good in bed. And he said that if they recorded a sex tape, it would have sell, um, sold millions of copies. So I stand a woman who could present herself as a fucking virgin or sorry, who could present herself as a virgin essentially who you know she's the um she is the um and she really is the embodiment of lady in the streets freaking the sheets because in the streets she just seems like she wouldn't even know what sex is and apparently she's well versed so shout out to natalie um but shane everybody is saying that he was on drugs at the wedding first of all Shane was holding his head down, acting weird and awkward at the wedding. His suit didn't seem to fit fit him properly. He was not sober, but I don't give a fuck about how he was at the wedding, really. He, his crazy eyes are something that I can never get into. The way how he laughs, he has this weird laugh and chuckle and smile that I think is ugly. Um, I just don't like his posture sucks. I don't like his voice at all. It's like pure nasal. He does nothing for me at all. And and Natalie is classy as fuck and articulate and poised. And she just wants to take care of a man. She just wants to be a good wife. And she just wants to be happy and respectful. Like Natalie was very annoying early on. And people were saying that they felt that Natalie was so annoying because Shane needs so much gassing up and reassurance. And I could co-sign that. I think if sorry i think if natalie was with a guy who wasn't like begging and fishing and demanding compliments that she wouldn't have seemed so annoying i also think she was nervous it was new she's paired up with this like really idiot frat boy piece of fuck boy piece of shit and she was just trying to kind of take him down a few notches um so they just they just were not i never saw it with them i never like honestly to me, Shane did not see ha- seem happy with Natalie. I felt that he was faking it for cameras when they met. And then he's like, oh, this is everything I wanted. And and he even his proposal, he said, will you marry me? Like, what? Like, everybody else has a lot more to say. And it's more romantic. And I personally, I never bought into the fact that Shane was in love with Natalie. I never bought into it. But at the same time, I think that that's kind of just Shane's style is to kind of... um just pretend like try to just seem tough and not really present his vulnerability as we're talking about his feelings that much or in depth but i never ever ever bought them as a couple maybe they fuck well together but that's not enough and they were obviously um they were not on the same page when it came to finances and even their lifestyles like natalie is not going to be partying all the time she drinks but you could tell like shane is probably um really hanging out with his friends all the time getting thrown out of bars just being a piece of shit and they just were not a good match like every single couple on this entire season so natalie decided not to marry shane because they had a fight 
the night before and Shane said that she's the worst thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> and he actually thought she was going to wife him? Like, this is verbal abuse 101. We're not married and you are letting me know what is coming. What is in store for me? Lots of bullshit if I wife you. So Natalie and Deeps both were like, um, I'm smarter than this. I don't want this flaming hot piece of shit. I'm going to walk away. And Natalie is very pretty, accomplished, poised. Her dad is fucking amazing and incredible. And it's like, you see that? And it's like, that's why she's dope right? That's what's sad about people who have shitty parents. It's like, I think that Natalie is the product of her dope ass parents. The parents on this show, they've blown everybody away. These parents were fucking phenomenal. Like while the cast was trash, these parents just like, they make you ball how invested and selfless and uplifting and encouraging they are towards their kids. And you know, Natalie said her dad ne never made her feel bad, so she ain't going to be with a man who makes her feel bad. Amazing. Mind-blowing. We're mind-blown about that. Other people, we're so happy. Like, men, just be decent fathers so that your daughters will not be with fuckboys like Shane. Shout out to Natalie's dad, her mom, and Natalie for knowing that Shane ain't it. She can do a million times better. So that is, and just like that, um, sorry, sorry for that. I know I bursted some eardrums. Um, that was the season one finale. And now I'm going to go on to record an epi for Love is Blind. And, fingers crossed, an epi for Tinder Swindler. Um, this is really my ideal way of doing the pod, is multiple podcasts in, or multiple episodes in a row, since I have no fucking time. Thanks, y'all.